The following program is an abridged audio version of the streaming video talk show, A Wonderful Chaos. The hosts are Andy Chaliff and Bambos Dimitriou. The format is entirely casual, unscripted conversation. If you'd like to watch a live taping or participate with your comments in real time, subscribe to A Wonderful Chaos on YouTube, Facebook, Periscope, or Twitch. Where do you draw the line between calling somebody out and shaming them? So the only thing you could say is I'm pointing out a behavior. How another person experiences it is the issue. They get to decide to what degree they receive it or they defend. And then all of a sudden it's a different dynamic. It's a different dynamic. And (laughs) some of the coaches that respond to me, and I learned this and I actually appreciate it, is, is you can ask. Do you mind some dark feedback? Do you mind some feedback that may not be pleasant? Someone asked me that on one of my posts, and I said, hell no. It's a wonderful chaos. Solo or tandem. We work to find rest and fight to find peace. Both head and the heart. What are we doing here? You mean listening to this show? Where the more that you learn is the less that you know. Where the wounded are healers. And the atheists pray? It's a wonderful chaos and we like it that way. It's a wonderful chaos and we like it that way. It's a wonderful chaos and we like it that way. We're with Don Robertson, who basically likes to provoke the hell out of men, especially ones that believe that men's groups are the be end and the end all of life. And we're going to discuss with her for the hour why she, hates in them. quotes, hates men's groups. I don't know, like, I'm this fan of Dawn's, and I've been a secret fan on the sidelines cheering her on. I don't have the balls to write 80% of what she puts online. I don't think it's because you don't have the balls. It's because you don't want <laughs> exactly. to deal with You're right. You're right. Because the moment people start reacting, you become a coach. I'm like, why do I? I don't need this shit in my life. That's all I would say is I don't need this. Sh- in fact, you saw what I posted yesterday. What was I posted, we have our group and it's fucking great. Yeah. And you post, the rules are post something that's intimate that you're having struggling with and just end it with, and it's fucking great. Don't, don't heal me. Don't. And I get the stupid idea to post something sweet. In fact, I only learned later, Don posted. So I took something that Don posted, which I found sweet, posted it in the group. And 20 comments later, I'm like, oh, shit. I broke my own rules of the group, which is oh. don't post shit unless it's personal. So I, uh, oh, I didn't even see that. Yeah, you'll see. Uh, you'll see the 20 things. Uh, I I don't. I don't hate men's groups. They just don't work for me. But I do see for a lot of men, it can be of service. Yeah. Like with, with everything, as far as I'm concerned, it's contextual. It really depends. I also have met a lot of beautiful women in the yeah. world who are super strong and grounded. Yeah. Who hold men's groups. Yeah. My God. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, let's make it clear. I wrote the title, I Hate Men's Groups, and Dawn let me keep that title, but she says, Andy, I really don't hate men's groups. I just see the hypocrisy and it drives me crazy. So that that was, let's be honest, uh, Dawn, is that she really was just, and she said, Andy, but I understand where you're going for, so it's fine. For this show, let's just leave that title. Mm-hmm. But I mean, if we go through some of the things she's written just probably over the last week, then you'd say, 
damn, that woman has, there's no holds barred. It's just, shall we just show one? Like, uh, I, I mean, we could try. Let's just see if we can put on one of the streams of, let's see what Dawn has got going on. This is her Facebook? Yes. She, we asked her if it was okay to publish and so that it was fine. There's Dawn there. Is all the focus on meditation, calming the nervous system and self-regulation just a reflection of how much men have been running the spirituality playbook? So if you post that one, you know, you know, look at this. You're going to get 173 comments. Well, let's bring her on and let's get dig right into it. Hello. Hey, Don. Hi. Thank you for having me on, guys. So I I did you know I, I already okay. know Andy's speaking in a very high tone voice. He's excited. <laughs> like when when my right ear is getting like penetrated by his right. voice, he's excited. <laughs> I'm a kid in a candy store right now. That's awesome. You, you've left me like all these candies. Like it, it you know I I didn't get the best ones unfortunately because I didn't plan. I just went to your book. Facebook. I see you're, right. you're you're pasting different things nowadays. It's not only hating on the men group. It's not but, only. Yeah. No, I got that. But can you can you like speak a little bit about it? Yeah, like kind of help me understand. Like when did the when did you flip the switch? Like to say, oh, this is really getting to be too much. Oh, that's a good question. Um, I would say once I yeah once I started online dating. Which I also post about, right? I post about my online dating adventures. And people, you know, they think I'm some desperate older woman. I've said, no, I want people to understand what it's like as a, as a woman to be dating online. Yeah. And, and, you know, we hide in these conscious bubbles and these woke bubbles and these spiritual bubbles. And we don't realize what's going on out there. And it's a complete shit show. It's a complete shit show. And um, that's definitely what sparked it. You know what? I've made jokes on shows about two weeks ago that I said, all the people that haven't worked their shit out go to Bali. And then they sort of like use it as this refuge of let me sort of pretend like I'm woke and then and then avoid all of the real troubles that are in the place I just left. (laughs) And I realized that you were in that place. (laughs) Yes, I did. go. You're interacting with all the people that I'm um, I'm treating yes. poor, poorly. That you know that didn't help. My my I spent a year and a half in Bali, and I actually had to move away from Ubud because I was just like you know people. Have were you been hot. to Zest? Yes, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Be- yeah. Best pizza in town. Oh, nice. Oh yeah, it's yeah, it's a great place actually. Full of full of conscious people. Really? <laughs> Hello. A little sarcasm. I can see those eyes. Don't they didn't pass us here? Let's put it that yeah. way. Um, okay, I, I noticed that when we're we're really high level, like I, I kind of want to tune into the uh-huh. undercurrent there. Okay, that's good. So we can make a lot of jokes about it in high tempo, but mm. yeah, okay, I hear you. Yes, mm. thank yeah. you, thank you for that. Thank you for that. Yeah, actually, when I when I've sat with your post, right? Yes. It's easy for people to look at what you've written and not see the humanity in you and the kind of almost the I would I don't want to use the word desperation because that would imply that you're desperate, but like the like exhaustion. Mm-hmm. And so my 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 question to you is how how has that been? Um you know, that's actually why I think I post other posts about me. 
uh, right? That's why you see the other, you know, I went on a, I did go on a date um, last weekend and it was really nice. And so I posted about it. I said, you know, what did I have this wonderful date? And so I do try to post other things that show my humanity because, you know, and I, I think actually some people do relate to my humanity because they see the, the frustration and the anger. And so many women feel this. I know that they just, they don't want to speak to it. So, but yes, I definitely come off um, different than I think. Absolutely. I come off different, you know, it's not my full persona. No. Yeah. But when you write a post and you feel, I would almost say, when I when I hear your post, it's almost like, I, you know, there's always a kind of polarity. There's this desperation, like, why the fuck does it have to be that way? And then you show the other side, which is the almost, I'm going to point the finger at the contradiction and what you say and what you do. Mm-hmm. And, and, and what, what kind of, what goes on inside of you when you're saying, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to write this now. <laughs> um. Utter, utter frustration, actually, because nobody's talking about it. Nobody's talking about it. And I know that people agree with me. I'm certain of it because I talk to other people. Mm. And um, you, I'm not doing it to I, – at the end of the day, what I would love to do is teach and just bring raise awareness. I'm not trying to make people angry. Um, my approach may not you know, be settling and landing very well in people's systems and, and people argue that you're not creating any change because you're just pissing people off. They're, they're charged. You're re-traumatizing them and nothing's going to sink in. Mm. And there's truth to that. And I, I do get that, but I'm also, yeah. I'd love to make jokes. And so it's, it's almost, I'm a lot of times I'm having fun. Yeah. I, I see that. Yeah. And you also see, sometimes I post, I, I post jokes into the responses because <laughs> I like to, like when you'll say, I, I don't need any man to tell me what to do or something, then I'll say, I think you should. Right. <laughs> <And I'll... laughs> right. I get a, I'm getting a lot of that lately. So I, I to keep it light. Yeah, go ahead. And I always think there's going to be someone who doesn't get the joke and starts right. to attack me <laughs> yeah. for the humor of the absurdity. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, you're both trigger happy people. <laughs> so in, in his essence, what is the core frustrating thing that you encounter because uh, I'm, I'm not hearing anything about men's groups i'm hearing about men mm. yes okay yes and i i and i had a feeling that that was going to happen i think the frustration f- for me is well <laughs> where do i start that people i think it, and i'm talking a lot about conscious communities remember that yeah. right there really is a difference you know i think it's really important to mention that um that they're, we're pretending that all of these men are doing the work. And whenever a woman raises her voice or, or speaks to something, it's because she's wounded. It's, it's gaslighting. It's a wait. So I can't point out what seems really obvious to me. You know, the men's work movement started in the 60s. Robert Bly, this isn't, we haven't been doing this for a long time. No, not many men are engaged in men's work. And and they put, just point the finger right back at me and other women. And I find that immensely frustrating. It's really silencing. Yeah. And how does that show up? Because I don't, I don't see it. I don't understand how, I, I think I don't, I'm not in a world where that happens. So can you give me an example of how that looks? Because I don't even, I can't how imagine it it, how it plays out in real life. Um, goodness. 
uh, well, let's say I, I get DMs from coaches all the time, all the time, um, offering their services to me on how to, how to get a, how to get a man, um, how to, you know, deal with work with my trauma because I obviously have it around men or because I have this mindset, therefore I'm going to sabotage my, um, relationship to men and men certainly aren't attracted to that, which is true. They aren't really some men, some men think it's, you know, sassy and they appreciate the humor. Um, I, I just get, I get approached by coaches all the time, all the time. So the, the presumption being that the way you're being is in conflict to what they think you actually want. Yes. Wow. Yeah. That's a bit arrogant. Oh, the arrogance is, is really amazing. It's, wow. it, it, and, and there's one sector and I don't, I'm just going to, well, I'm just going to say, there seems to be a lot of men, and I can't figure this out, in their 30s who just come after me. They, you know, they, some come after me, but a lot of them just write really long comments. You know, they put a lot of, and I appreciate the, the intent. They put a lot of energy into giving me advice. And it's, it's usually men in their 30s. I don't understand. <sighs> it becomes about them. It comes about me bashing men. Um, and there a lot of victimhood, male victimhood, which I, 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 I don't think that's where we should be right now is framing, you know, men's experience. So you get, you get, so you, let's just, just, just take one step. Keep me focused. You, you, you go to Harvard law school. You're basically have to be a really smart individual to even get into the school. And then you've established yourself. Really? Could you be no. dumb and get into that school? You, you can, yeah. I, I'll just that I'll, that I'll take the fifth. Oh, okay. So, oh, you could know somebody, maybe. Okay, I don't know. But let me just put it yeah. this way: you would have, you would have, in by by other standards, you would have been successful and achieved a lot. And then you have individuals who are just getting in contact with basically their call it the chemicals in their brain that they are just trying to figure out how they work in real life, and then right. they're telling you all the things you're doing wrong as a female. <laughs> and they're men and they're 20 years younger than me. 25, some of them 25 years younger than me. Wow. It's really, I mean, I can't, I keep telling my friend, I just can't imagine telling somebody who's maybe 70, 75, giving them advice. It just, yeah. it, they're, they're, they're just, it feels, and maybe this is my, it feels disrespectful as fuck. No, clearly. Really do you want it, But do you still want to have sex with those kids? Because there is got to be some degree of, hey, they're also attractive. No, it's a huge turn off. <laughs> and I'll tell you why. Well, why, 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 why? You wouldn't want something that expressed in its way like that can't take responsibility inside you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you, yeah, you, yeah. oh damn it, Bambos. Drop the mic. <laughs> Sounds like you know women, huh? <laughs> I'm really curious because I have a story in my head about myself. Mm. So the more grounded and the more I own, own my space, mm. my, the, the women that get interested in me get narrower. <laughs> so the, the, the quality improves and the choice gets narrower and then everything else kinds of fades away. So I don't attract women with those long messages. Ah, um, and maybe you're looking for that, by the way, because like you say, you want to 
uh, help men develop and and grow and teach. At least you use. Right. The, I wasn't sure if that was the context. Well, I want to. I want to create discussion. I want to yeah. create discussion and awareness. And so I. I I don't, I don't, well, I, I do mind when they comment actually, but sometimes there's, there are some wonderful comments, really, really, um, insightful comments. Sometimes not, obviously. You know, I, I found you to be, what, if I looked at you through the t- our, my time of enjoying your journey, I found you to almost be so authentic. It's felt g- really genuine. I didn't even necessarily feel you to be a provocateur. It was, uh, it was, and I don't know if that's, if you can relate with that. Do you, do you feel like you're provoking? I've, I've always sensed a sense of authenticity in what you've, what you've shared. Thank you for mentioning that. It's, it, I, I feel it's very authentic, very authentic. I'm not, I'm not sitting here. How can I, how can I rattle people's cages and stir the pot? Really? I'm not actually, I, you know, I do have an impetuous nature. I will say that. So I really have to pause before I post. But it, it definitely comes it comes from my lived experience at that moment. It's all, they're all very present and real, right? It's not something yeah. going on and I I've given it a lot of thought. It's usually like, hey, this happened yesterday. What do you guys think? Sort of thing. And it's taken a lot of soul searching. You know, I do take responsibility for my own um, inner work. I really do. And I, I, I am listening. I am listening actually to the comments. Yeah. Hmm. I, really I wanna know. Was there a time when you posted something and you feel like it got out of hand? And if so, what was it? Um, the, well, the, the one that you read, the, the meditation one, um, you know, is, is that do we that got really that got political, which it wasn't about. It wasn't meant to be political and it wasn't it was meant to really talk about trauma. <laughs> And, and our trauma response. So tell me, t- take me, because I'd love to hear your journey. So you go from having a feeling, I can't even remember what, do you remember what the statement was that you made there? Yeah, it's the fact that we're um, so focused on meditation and self-regulation. And um, I can't remember the third one now. You know, a result of the fact that men have been running the, the spiritual playbook. You know, they run the show in the spiritual circles. Of, they have for centuries, right? Uh-huh. Um, and it became a political post. Wow. Uh, it, well, it, it, everybody was all over. That's the one with 170. I, I can really see why you would say that. Yeah, um, I, I can see why you'd say that as well. I mean, I, I was talking to a woman last night and I was trying to explain to her the difference between masculine and feminine energy and how we embody them. And in general, it's it's a very directed, it's very focused. I'm going to sit in a certain way. I'm going to be disciplined. Yep. And, yep. and it's like, Mm-hmm. It's dead. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then you have Mother Nature, this full explosion of colors mm-hmm. and and life and water, rivers, like like you can't even begin to imagine how everything like grows outward and expansive, and and that's the feminine, this power, and 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 then we have this this like. <laughs> Yeah. Exactly. Well, and they're trying to calm the nervous system, and um, you know, it's it's it. You have to know how the nervous system works. And I got this amazing book, which I wish I could plug. It's called Into the Wild, and and she's talking about the fight, flight, freeze. Um, the fight, flight. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I'm nervous, and um, and how it, it's different for men and women, and we need to be centered and grounded in 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 response because we shut down or we start fawning 
and 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 that came up because I was at the dog park and some guy was literally screaming at me and I totally froze and all I could say was fuck you. That was what yeah. that, that was my brilliant response. And so it really got me thinking like you know, I needed to learn how to be centered and grounded in that moment and speak up and fight up, not not shut down and <clears throat> go meditate. Oh yeah, that 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 you can solve it by shutting your emotions down and getting connected to the moment as opposed to you could also solve it by telling someone to go screw themselves. Right. I wish I hadn't said that. You know, it, that? It, I really, I really. It was reactive. It was oh, so okay. reactive. It was so, it was really, it really was, I, not to be too dramatic, a, a trauma response. I mean, I, yeah. I felt my body, I couldn't move. I actually froze. I literally froze. So here's the funny thing, though. If to ground yourself, yeah, that that probably would be a masculine quality. Mm -hmm. But from that groundedness to allow the full throttle of the emotion, whatever you're feeling out, that would be like the full feminine. I'm, I'm just playing it out right now. I'm not even sure if what I'm saying is right, by the way. Well, I think there isn't really a paradigm for it, except for the, this book is amazing. I, re I really do actually recommend it. I think, you know, yeah, so much of even what we're studying now, you know, everyone's talking about the nervous system and somatic um, healing techniques and modalities, but it's, it's still men are the ones writing the scripts pretty much. So I, I, I want to go, little. I'd love to steer us back in the men's group thing a bit. Yes. Okay. There is some aspect of men's groups that I've seen. A trigger would be a strong word. I would say suspicion would be a better word. I've been suspicious of. <clears throat> and what I what I feel like is that I've often seen and this isn't all of them and this isn't but I've often seen that there's sort of a belief system that's formed in the group of good and bad and the way things should be and I'm very much um the proponent that hey any belief system is just another thing you need to figure out how to work through. And right. uh, some of the things I've seen in my projection is things like, oh, if we can't feel, we need to like start a sentence with this is I feel. And then so I, I in some way I start to say I start to feel like the people start to learn tools, but mm -hmm. the tools like are just things hiding the thing that they're not saying. Can you give an example? Um, example. Um, I don't think that you're a genuine person. Okay. Start there. Um, Don, I feel that in some ways when you speak, you're not necessarily owning all of the stuff that's going on uh, uh, inside of you when you talk. Okay. So now I had a thought which had judgment in it. But instead of me letting that judgment come, I translate it into the I feel sentence. Mm -hmm. which which is what I learned in the group. Right, right. Not showing himself. Not showing myself at all. And then and then I think that that's really me being authentic because I'm telling you how I feel, where actually it's judgment in disguise. Oh, absolutely. You see it all the time. Yeah. You see it, all this flowery language. When what you, and, you, and once you know all the flowery language, you can see what they're saying. It's, it's <laughs> hilarious. I get so much of that. So much. Yeah, and, and that's what I figured, because when I hear your post, what I'm hearing is the exact thing I just described to you, mm. is mm -hmm. that the use of a tool 
which we now believe is more authentic than what we were doing before, when in fact, it's just another way of disguising the thing we're not talking about. Yes. Yeah. Interesting. I guess what I translate your contradictions that you point at, that's the contradiction that I'm always sensing in myself. Mm-hmm. I'm seeing, and, and I also, let's not discount that the men's group is incredibly important work and it helps people through very difficult times in their lives. <clears throat> we oh, can't, absolutely. We, we can't dismiss that or pretend like that isn't relevant. I think what, what we're honing in on is where it kind of turns into its own belief system or I, almost what I often like to say is identification. Mm -hmm. And then people get in some idea that I'm better because I am in a men's group and this is how we do things. Oh, absolutely. It's, and it's also, it's very ego driven and it's very performance based. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Could you go into that by the way? Cause when you say performance based, then I'd love to hear what your thoughts are with, with that. Well, I, I just, I, I, I feel that, it's, first of all, I feel it's really important that men's work is sustainable. I think a lot of men go in and do one workshop and they feel like, you know, they've gone, they've gone really deep because they're in the shallow end of the, they're in, but they're still in the shallow end of the pool just because it, it was so deep compared to what their baseline is. <clears throat> and then they give up, which is really unfortunate because there, there is so much in men's work. Um, but, I, you know, men are conditioned to be so performance-based um, that they're doing it just so they can get that orgasm instead of really feeling it and really engaging with it. And, um, or they're doing it to get laid. They're doing men's work to get laid. And I posted about that, of course, right? Are, are men just going to men's work to get laid? And, and some really well-known teachers were like, you bet your ass. Yeah, actually, that, she's right. They are. And yeah, is, we, we, is that We've wrong? seen it. We've seen it. We've talked about it on the show is that what Bombos has, has a really visceral story, but I've got more, I've got also stories, but the one that you had when you were at the creating a very genuine interaction, you, you went to the training where you called the, yeah, you called I, the person I, I, I was, I was actually in Bali and, um, oh, um, but this wasn't a men's group, but there was a facilitator that was holding the space and I, as a man would step back and like, Hey, there's something happening here. Like there's a lot of vulnerability going. And I see that this facility is touching women in certain ways, very subtle. Mm -hmm. There's an energy happening. Mm -hmm. And I didn't feel comfortable. Like I was like, wow, these are these moments of where you can, this can become a hashtag me too. And I'm going to be another fucking guy that doesn't say anything. Oh, right. So I spoke to him. Wow. And, we were setting a ca- we we actually were outside in a cafe we talked about it after like an hour he finally said yeah you know I, this is just me i'm just being playful and i'm like yeah but you know everyone here is paying to be part of this workshop we're your clients mm-hmm. so at least if this is you just playing make that part of the context because i spoke to a few of the women and you know everyone loves you and there's this yeah. No, no one wants to confront you. So, so in the end, I, um, it kept happening to the mm-hmm. point where I'm like, am I crazy? Why is no one talking? We're in a hey, conscious okay. community, right? Oh, conscious and grounded men, and no one is saying anything. So I thought, ah, yes, so I spoke thank to a few, you. Yeah. I spoke to a few of the women, and apparently, 
Yeah, I, I feel it. And I, I just can't put my finger on it. But now that you're saying it, and then I didn't know to what degree I was putting things into the women's minds. But then if I have five women who are all five sharing consistently. So in the end, I and a couple of women, we went to talk to him. He played, he kind of collapsed into this fetal, fetal position of I'm a wounded man. I've like, he went straight into the pain, but not owning anything. Right. I see that so much. Go ahead. And I saw all the women around me melting and I was like, you don't get to do this. Right. right. <laughs> like, fuck you. man. I, wow. So, that's fascinating. Yeah. So okay. that, that day, the whole retreat center shook. I got kicked out. <laughs> Really? Yeah, of course. You uh, got to get rid of the. You got to get rid of the adjutant. And fascinating. And, and what happened was, I later I spoke to a few of the men who were co-facilitating. The thing which I got from them, we saw that you were on top of it, and I'm like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" Imagine if we all came as a community oh. and we spoke to this individual, held right. them accountable, and held them accountable with love. With love, with understanding, with, it, oh, it's just heightening awareness. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so, I, I told the individuals that I feel really angry, and in no way do I find you guys not standing by my side acceptable. And with for this reason, I can't have you in my life. Hmm. Wow, powerful story. And. and um, the women also, uh, you know, they kind of changed their story. And I was like, wow, this is what happens in community. Like mm -hmm. um, a behavior is allowed to exist. And even the women, oh, but he, it, it was okay. Let's find harmony back again. Let's, oh, get, oh, oh. let's get back to harmony because yeah. harmony feels so much better. We don't like this disharmony, even if it's why Harvey Weinstein can, can, can continue on for many years. Who's that? He's yeah. this person in the U.S. who did some terrible things in the, uh, in, the in Hollywood. Producer. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for speaking to that. There's there's so much to unpack in that story. Wow. Like, I, I think that it is. And that is another thing that does drive me crazy is men not. I, where are the men that are holding the other men accountable? Where the fuck are they? But but what you did was men's work. Yeah, that but it but it work. doesn't it doesn't fulfill societal because they don't see that there's love in the actual holding another person accountable to things they might not be even aware of in themselves. I hear you. It's it, strangely or paradoxically, it takes a higher level of consciousness mm -hmm. to hold that space, knowing like yes. Bambos, I can guarantee you Bambos was seen as horrible there. He was the only one taking responsibility, and yet he was the one that was the problem. Right, right, right. I've been in the situations like that. It probably doesn't surprise you, but um, <laughs> be harmonious, be loving. Don't be divisive. There's so much that they come back with because yeah. they, because they're uncomfortable with it. So I, I've been to a couple of men's groups in my life. There was one which I I, I don't feel I dealt with it in a good way. I, I, I did end up being responsible for tearing the whole men's group apart. Okay. I'm both through in the men's group. <laughs> <laughs> 
and I would do it differently if I go back. Yeah. Like I, I don't want to say that I was right. Um, yeah. But I, and I don't want to deny that what I was experiencing was off. <laughs> nice. Right. So right. Right. What, I, what I saw were coming together and after this third meeting, I just felt like, fuck, no one is willing to actually speak up. Like, hey, uh, Dave, like, this is what I see in you, like, fucking own it. Right. <clears throat> kind right. of thing. And, right. you know, that energy is very penetrative. And if people have trauma, yeah, it can be exactly. very... Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I would even say if a, a space holder should should have some degree or an ability to hold even that, and that wasn't there. And, and that's so important. And, and thank goodness. And, and I, I get a lot of this, um, that, that all of my rant, ranting <clears throat> um, is just is shaming. Right. And, and that when you call somebody out, that's shaming. And where do you draw the line between calling somebody out and shaming them? Right. Because it, it, it often <laughs> I agree. It doesn't land when somebody feels shamed. Um, I'd love to I'd love to use just a different language, the vernacular. As soon as the term calling someone out is used, all of a sudden, everything you do from that moment forward is fucked. So the only thing you could say is I'm pointing out a behavior, how another person experiences it is, exactly. is the issue. And they, they, they get to decide if they're being attacked. They get to decide if you're pointing something out as a gratitude, like, like that. So it's two different sides of it. It's like, I get to say whatever I say to you, and I might not say it elegantly, but the other person gets to decide to what degree they receive it or they defend and then all of a sudden it's a different dynamic it's a different dynamic and and i you know i'm (laughs) some of the coaches that respond to me and i learned this and i actually appreciate it is is you can ask right do you you mind some dark feedback do you mind some feedback that may not be pleasant yeah right ask fucking ask them no most people probably say i (laughs) someone asked me that on one of my posts and i said hell no and i was kidding of course right and then the the last time someone asked andy if they want if he if he wanted feedback he said fuck you and your judgments (laughs) yeah really oh my god that's hilarious i wrote a whole chapter on it in the book it's like (laughs) and i and, and and when the book came out by the way, the book won an award. So congratulations to me. It got it, Bravo. Won, it won in the in the large publisher uh, category of personal development. It won the Nautilus Award yesterday. So wow, to, congratulations! Yeah. Thank you. That's but wonderful. but there was one chapter that I was like, this actually happened, and I'm going to write about it. And it was right. fuck you and your fucking judgment, and <laughs> and, and and the whole chapter. Thank you, Yuka, our friend, and uh, is uh, she's congratulating me. Thank you for the congratulations. The the thing that um, that that I was touching on was kind of pointing back at what I said earlier. Is that a lot of times when people give feedback, they actually are not conscious of the judgments, and they've taken no responsibility for that. So I've in my life said, listen, I set really hard boundaries. If you're not owning your shit, then why would I want to listen at all? Because now I have to discern your judgment from what you're helping me to see. Right. Which are two different things. Which are two very different things. Yeah. And I'm guilty of that. Yeah. I'll admit that. I'm guilty of that. Yeah. You had a post that got a hell of a lot of comments, and that was on 
how is it that men get fawned upon when they're doing their men's work and oh, the women? Oh, Jesus Christ! Yeah. <laughs> wow, that did you get that? Can you define fond? It's a new word for me. Fawn. It's a trauma response. That's typically typically women fall into the fawning response. It's people pleasing. Oh, well, let me let me re- relate it if I can for a moment, okay. Bambus. When you said that you called out this trainer in Bali, yeah. The trainer went into a fetal position and the woman went, oh, yeah. he's suffering. That's fawning. They're like, oh, we have to be there to support him. He's having a hard time. That, that, that's what I interpreted. I don't know if it's the same for you, Don, but that's how I would interpret it. I, um, I see that more as like rescuer behavior. Oh, know? okay. Because he, he fell into victimhood. And so I, all the women want to rescue him and take care of him. Fawning, like, isn't when you're caretaking necessarily, because that seems more caretaking. You're right. Yeah. When it's it's needless people pleasing, to to appease the situation so that nothing bad happens. Um, does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah I got it. Fawning, so, I'd associate more with sexuality, even and be, to be honest with you. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Okay. Because I would see if I'm in a men's group and I'm 20 pounds overweight, but all of a sudden I'm acting in a way that's attractive to the other woman, then they would fawn over me because, hey, I'm more, I, I remind them of their dad that they couldn't make peace with. Right. Okay. Okay. I see what you're saying. So I, and I, well, and, and the, the community is ripe with it. You know, men, men, are, men doing the work are heroes. Yeah. Heroes. Um, yeah. <clears throat> We said something in the beginning, uh, men go to men's group to get laid. Mm. I would say that's a pretty accurate description. Like mm-hmm. men's groups in general are about helping men drop into their balls. Mm. But, and <laughs> the intention with what they go into and what can actually evolve and come out of are two different things. And sometimes they might, and I can speak to myself, I've walked out of a space where I, I carried both. Oh, I'm a fucking vicious, want to fuck everything that moves. And I'm also this, this loving, caring, grounded man. And I, I, I wanted to get rid of this and I just couldn't. Which and, you should. Yeah, I know. I, we, okay. we even did a show Sorry. like, like a, a year ago, which was, uh, uh, lust like yeah right because i i wanted to get rid of my lust and the way i the, the way i sat with it was i'm walking down the street and my normal pattern is if i see a beautiful woman i would talk to her or it's too lustful i'm going to run away and there was a sweet spot of just staying present and being a witness so not going and not running and wow. then i started crying wow and then i came here and andy said oh that sounds like love <laughs> Right. <laughs> like, like, and I was like, wow, yeah, that is, that's love. Yeah. 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 Wow. You've got some good stories. Yeah. Um, we could do a whole show on this. <laughs> Bambos, I, I, was, we had one, if I may, just to share. Can I share a story of you, Bambos? Good. It's a really bad one. No, Fuck. it was, it wasn't that. So Bambos, Bambos decided to, um, to be celibate for a period. Okay. A year. A year, oh. 2000, 2019, after my relationship ended, and he just and he and it was a really beautiful act. And then a year later, he comes to me like, Andy, I can't get women off of my, every woman I see. I feel charged by. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. And I'm looking like, 
Like, are you crazy? What are you like? Like, Andy, I need to master this. I need to master this. I'm like, my friend, there are sexual urges that also exist. Like, you can embrace the fact that that is, you know, you, yeah. you know, and, and we had a big chuckle on the back end. It, it, it was really driving me crazy. <laughs> like, t- to the point where women were not safe with me. Like, <laughs> that's how I felt. That's how you felt. Because you are more open to what's inside of you, probably, right? That yeah. too. Yeah. And I, yeah, some of the men's groups, and you may know more about this than I do. Yeah, they're not exploring the primal urges of men. No. And that's so important. Yep. Yeah, it's really important to know how to navigate, I, I believe, because I, I see men feeling guilty for it, just like yeah. you said. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I I always tell my wife, like, I want to fuck everything. Like, babe, I'm not going to pretend with you I'm not a man. I want to fuck everything that moves, and it's okay. Like, 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 I don't, like, please don't, don't castrate me. Like, I, you know, I, and we'll talk about it. I'm not going to hide. I'm not going to pretend, like, just like, let's, don't take my humanity away from me so that you feel less like, and we have a good laugh and it's free and there's no fear anymore because it's not like anything's lurking in the background. Exactly. Actually, now that Andy's losing a lot of weight, we we might have to reconsider. (laughs) I I touched him today. I touched me as well. I like the way I feel. Yeah, I lost 15 pounds. He's lost so much weight. 15 pounds? Yeah, uh, since January. I've been really working at like just maintaining a better better diet, better diet, walking a lot. Um, you often talk about your sex life quite openly. Yes. Ooh, in fact, in fact I believe what that's purposeful as hell. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah. I think so. And I believe you actually had sex recently, if I'm not mistaken. I did. After three <laughs> Can and you believe you, it? Like, are you going to ask a clear question? <laughs> no, I just, I just love that we can lead up to anything. Like I know something about you that seems so arbitrary that I shouldn't know, you know, but, <laughs> right, right. But everybody knows. Yeah. Can I can I ask when you share when you share um, a sexual experience online? Mm. What is the intention? What is the intention? Mm. The, the intention is to release the shame around sexuality. Mm. Yeah, it's really that simple. Like I don't you're, know. You, it, like, are you saying that as you're writing, you're releasing your own shame because you're put, taking? No, I, I I think I'm trying to model for people to talk about sexuality in open mm. and honest way. That's that's my intent. Yeah, and it's it is very purposeful. <laughs> that that is not impetuous when I, especially around the sex. So, yeah. what, what what was a big discovery that you, as a woman, that you've had from your last sexual experience, if any, that you felt compelled to write about it? Well, it was it was I was of course trying to be you know playful and whatnot. Um, you know, I had been celibate for three years. And it was, and I wrote about that. I called myself the sexual, the celibate slut, and I would write as my pen name was the, the celibate slut. So I was no longer the celibate slut, and it was just more of a fun announcement. You're not going to believe this, you know. Yeah. Um, it, it was, <laughs> it was just fun. But it, yeah, I just would like to share to that when I read your post, I also I felt a, in your post I find more celebration than provocation. So I see that. And I think anyone that doesn't see that doesn't want to really see you. There are a lot of people who don't want to really see me. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think because if they don't really want to see you, then they can stay in their own identity, which is that I'm being attacked by this individual who doesn't want to see me. Well said. Yeah. So I, 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 and, and that's why I've had a lot of admiration for your post because 
in actuality, what you're saying in my world, in my, my wording, I'm allowing myself not to be seen and it's okay. Right. Right. Exactly. And and everything that you're posting, which Mm -hmm. is uh, what I found so, so, so beautiful. And I, also love you'll talk about hypocrisy for me you've also spoken a lot about the hypocrisy of being a middle-aged man versus being a middle-aged woman oh goodness yes yes oh uh, i'm curious one thing we don't talk about generational differences in in conscious circles in men's work i think there's it's really important to acknowledge that just as a side note you both are looking at me like this yeah i I didn't get it (laughs) i don't get that at all Give her a sentence, them and let. Oh yeah. So I would say um, when when I hear you talk, it's like if I were a man, I wouldn't need to deal with blah blah blah. Okay. Like, if I were a man, I wouldn't have to deal with um, the stereotype of being bitter and desperate, and um, that's a big one. Believe it or not, it really it's affected me more than I I, I didn't. Um, Turning, I'm 51, and I think I was in denial, and it, it's really hit me this year, especially online dating, because nobody will touch me that's my age. No one will touch me. They are going after the young. They really are. This is not some weird thing that I'm making up. And when I do talk to the people my age, you know, I've become friends with a few of them, and we explore this together. I have found men, because I think I'm really open, and I believe it or not, am very willing to listen and very compassionate. Men do tell me their stories. So this is not coming from left field, right? Um, I'm, I'm just really, I'm just, I'm so shocked at the stereotypes of 51 year old women and where we are. And, and then all, I feel all this pressure from the conscious community to be really positive about it. And age, age doesn't matter. And all, you know, without recognizing I live in a society where age is really matters um so i again i'm all over the place because yeah because i know what i'm really overwhelmed by it still at this point no i can see that and i and i think what i took away from it was that i think what i heard you this was maybe a month ago your big thing on the post was why is it that all the men my age are going for women that are half their age right 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 and 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 that's my experience and especially in bali actually yeah especially in Bali. Um, mm. And that's not to say there are exceptions and that's just my experience. And uh, No, 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 but we don't, we're not sitting on the judgment side of things. Actually, yeah, I, just, I think it's, Ronnie once said to me, Ronnie once said to me, um, Andy, what would you do if I died? And I said, babe, I'd probably lose like 30 pounds and try to find a woman half my age. You know, he, he, he probably, <laughs> I probably have to take him to ecstatic dance. Exactly. Oh, right, right. You know, no. I mean, and I mean, there was there was the kind of the humor and the stereotype and this sort of feeling of like, you know, there's this there's this I'll, I'll celebrate the humanity and also see the absurdity of it. And I think what happens a lot of the times is people don't see through themselves. Like they actually are reacting to the fact that I'm getting old, I'm going to die, and I want to feel like I'm still uh, alive. Alive. Yeah. alive. And, and, and when I point that out, it sounds so almost childish, right? Because, it's, you know, we all kind of know that there's, that's a reality to some degree. I'm really asking out of curiosity. A lot of times I, I am generally asked, like, let's really dig deep here and look what's happening in the, in the male psyche, that they want to date someone who's 25 years younger. Let's really explore it and talk about it. And, and 
and I get so much pushback as if I'm blaming men. I'm like, no, I want to talk about it and explore yeah. it with men so that I understand because right now. Well, but let's be honest. You do have judgment because, yes, oh yeah, because, because you, you know, your comments will also allude to the fact like, how do you hold a conversation with a 13 year old and find it interesting when all they're talking about is whatever toy they want to buy, you know, like, like, how, how does, after 50 years old, how do you have a conversation with someone who's never had a job in their life and think, wow, this is going to be a great, you know, a future to, to, to base whatever on? Yeah. Right. There, oh, yeah. I'm not saying there's no judgment. No, no of course not. <laughs> no, no, I don't, I'm not one of those people that says you can't, you can't. So, so just to, just to go back to one subject and just, um, you go three years being celibate. Is that a decision or is that sort of because I haven't got the I haven't got the man that I really want to have that experience with? I think it was a decision for both, but I think it, for the first two, or two years it was a conscious decision. I needed to work on myself. I was bringing in some real uh, characters, Douchebags, real losers, some real losers, oh, and wow. and I knew that that was me. I knew I had some serious work to do. So I, I really went and did my did some serious work actually. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. Um, so now you know, there's, you know, now that I'm looking and I I kind of maybe it must have been six months ago. I was like, all right, let's do this online dating thing. I I'm also new. I've never dated in my entire life. I I just had found a lover or a partner, and it worked naturally and organically, and it flowed. And this whole context of like we're going, it's just wild and how has that been because the the, the 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 individual that you connected with was that through an online date or was that other other yeah it, he was we actually just wait we just spoke yesterday <laughs> he ghosted me he just went to disappeared uh-huh. and um and he actually sat and listened to me for about 40 minutes about how i felt when he did and and at the end he said you know what i'm i'm sorry I'm really sorry about that. And he asked me what language he could use if he doesn't want to talk to a woman. And I, I gave him scripts and tools and sh- fucking shocking. I, I couldn't, but afterwards, I, of course I had to post it. And I'm like, I just canceled the guy that ghosted me from online dating. I mean, it was crazy. It was like magic. It was crazy. I mean, it's really beautiful though, because as I hear you speak, it's like you're, Supporting the individual to mm-hmm. see the area that they might not be capable in, mm-hmm. in order to, in some weird way, you're, you, there, there is no judgment in you as you're helping him because clearly you can't help someone if you're judging them. You're supporting someone who doesn't know, which is a real, it's a beautiful energy. I, I yeah. don't know where you get the patience. I don't know either. That's I, what I don't know. I, I, I'm guilty of ghosting women in my past. Mm-hmm. If I, if I see that they have an idea of their version of love is, and I'm not fitting into, they don't like, oh, the way you're behaving is, is not loving, but actually I, I'm loving in my own way. And then I have, I'm put in a position like, do I defend myself now? Do I get into conversation? Do I have the patience? Like we haven't even started dating and this is coming up. Like this, this is pretty much gonna, this is like, Right. A little seed, and in the future, that's what we—that's what I'm good at getting myself into. So, in a way, it's like take a deep breath in, and I don't want to deal with this, right? And I'm and I'm doing that out of self care, but also time, like mm. time. 
But it's but well, ghosting is a, a whole different topic. But well, well I I I'll, I'll say something like this doesn't work for me. I see there's a lot of a strong belief okay. here. Okay. And I can't and I don't find myself having the space to engage you from from how how it's coming at me. Exactly. And then and then they'll bring the belief again. You see, you see, and I'm like point taken. Mm. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't. Sorry to just to defend Bambos here. I don't see you ghosting. Yeah. I see you saying things which the other doesn't want to hear, which they then they blame you for. So I don't see you ever ghosting people. I see you saying things that they don't like. And then he'll ask me, how do I phrase it differently? And I say, oh, if you say it like this, you don't have as much of a headache afterwards. And he's like, oh, shit, why didn't you tell me that before? <laughs> and then I write it down. Right, right, right. I hope he was writing it down yesterday. I really do. It was really, it was actually, yeah, it was entertaining. And, 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 I, and I do want to say something mm. which is coming up for me. Um, I I am one of those men who date younger women. Okay. And it's not because I'm just chasing younger women. When I've when I've been engaging women within my vicinity, what I've discovered is there's there's been so much wounding. Yes. And and and. I'm like I, I'm like I'm open. I'm loving. I'm here, and then all of a sudden I'm I'm against this wall. I'm like fuck. Like mm-hmm. that's a very nice way of saying bitter. Yes. And to what degree again? Like it it feels again like I'm I'm up against the fifty relationships that didn't work out, and mm-hmm. I don't feel the fucking life force. And then I I meet someone who is in their thirties and they're or even even in their twenties, and they're fucking vibrant and energetic, and I'm like, ah. Oh. <laughs> but but then of course, right. but but then of course, it's the other the, the flip side. Like, oh shit, right. I I'm the daddy here. So where's that where's that sweet spot? Where's that sweet spot where she's not fucking young, and you're like, oh shit, mm-hmm. and she's not completely shut down. That it becomes hell to right. be with. Right, 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 and. And so I'm really sensitive to those different flavors. Yes. Wow. That's powerful. Thank you. <laughs> but how come you can't, how, and this is me being triggered, right? Mm. Something like that. Like, so what happens to all these women who have experienced trauma at usually the hands of, of men in mm-hmm. relationship, then they can't find a partner. It, and and I, I have a lot of activist energy in me. Mm-hmm. So that goes, that's unfair, right? But then I hear your story and I relate. So it's really a mindfuck. Um, but, you know, maybe having compassion for these women and understanding and knowing that there's so much juicy wisdom underneath all of that, right? And how can we together kind of um, disarm our, this, right? But then that's a lot of work and energy. And why not just go out with a 30-year-old who's like, yeah, let's party, I don't know. Uh, I've also sussed out that some of the women that are best to date are women with children. I've heard that before. Like I've, I've had some of the best conversations with online dating with women who have children. I'm like, wow, you're so much loving you. Like Mm -hmm. they've had a child. They, they, they've got rid of the idiot. (laughs) (laughs) So that took strength. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And especially some of the stories and to the degree that the woman doesn't blame 
the mm. partner tells me that they're able to take responsibility yeah. and some of these women are like they have a business they're they have a child yeah. the child stays with the parents some of the times and and there's there's this depth and 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 at yeah. the same time they're, they're like oh i'm gonna go do pole dancing now uh, because right. Right. so so that for me is really attractive like yeah right and, and because they have a child they cannot afford to invite an asshole into their life so they're even yeah. extra careful. Like yeah. their um, their bullshit detector is like enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely, without being projecting all the time, right? Yeah. Knowing when it's a projection and story, and um, so what? How do? How would you recommend a woman um, who has trauma in her background present and 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 for for men without seeming like they're they're armored? Like, how does that, what does that look like to you? <sighs> or dare I say bitter? A woman that's standing in her power and has fully owned herself and can, and can look men in the eyes and doesn't have to, to even say anything is really scary for a lot of men. Like that kind of woman, um, a wounded man will not approach so easily because she will cut their head off. Mm-hmm. Yes. It, yeah. And it, and it's what I said earlier. Like the the more grounded I'm becoming, my choice gets narrower. I love that. I love that. Yeah. And and there needs to be more patience. Mm-hmm. And also trying feeling into where 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 do these men or women hang out. Um, in the most odd places, actually. And sometimes, as, I, as I've been evolving myself, I'm seeing that, wow, there's a type of one that I've always been attracted to, and that's not working out for me. Mm-hmm. And then I, I look somewhere else, I'm like, oh, wow, this is a completely different specimen. Right, right, right. <laughs> that's where I am right now. Yeah, exactly. So sometimes it, it, it is not, I, I think it's also we look in the wrong places, because we're attracted to that man or that woman. And then all of a sudden there's another existence like, oh, wow, that person, like that's not normally what I'm attracted to. And yet there's something there that I haven't allowed myself to feel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm definitely right there. I'm really exploring. There, there's something, you asked a question earlier, what you, what you just responded to. Mm-hmm. And I had like this, like, f- like an explosion in my brain. <laughs> that we, we love explosions. Like, I'm like I, I sometimes have to shake my head a few times like jesus what do i do with this stuff because in a way i see confusion in the question that if i try to answer it i'm going to be more confused and 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 the not and that i say what it is that i'm not i'm owning my shit let's put it that way yes. is that in a way i see every single individual the same if i'm going to date them if i sit next to them every single day mm-hmm. if uh if it's my wife or it's a friend or a business partner i don't really distinguish i have zero like things compartmentalized and it is is the individual willing to look inward when it's hard yes number 1 mm. and that's it like so when we say you said bitter woman like th- i think that creates confusion because once you say bitter woman then we project onto this label and then it's easy to discount it and what i would say is yeah that that, yeah. that individual if at any moment they can reflect on what's 
hardest to admit or see or acknowledge. And maybe not in that moment, because if you're triggered, you need maybe a little space. So I don't want to say that, that that's an aggressive act to say, now you have to do it because it's important for me. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying, are you willing to allow that to occur? Because if we can do that, we can work through anything. Say that again. If you, so I'll give you an example. Ronnie and I, my <laughs> wife, when, when we started to date, you know, 15 years ago, it was like, the rule is we can park a discussion, but we're going to have it. Right. We can park it, but we're going to have it always. Mm-hmm. And there was a day like, and I was a bit of a dick. So first I'm going to own that. Okay. But so don't, don't no hate messages. Just no this. hate messages. Right. But I'm, I'm not, I'm not, all, I'm not all proud of this story, but it, it had a, it was 15 I, years it, ago. It was 15 years ago. So I'm on the moped. We have a Friday date night. I pick her up and I'm driving her home and I see that she's charged. She's charged. She's blaming and she's a little victim and she's a little that. And I haven't seen her in the week. And I know there's a decompression time, but there's also this thing going on in her where as I'm asking her questions, like how not not to solve, not to solve, but to hear more of what's going on. She's not allowing it, not allowing it, not allowing it. So basically it was like, babe, what's really going on here? How is it going? And what was it really? Or how, whatever the things were. And, right. and I could see it was going to be a weekend where I'm going to need to deal with all of this, uh, this trauma. And I'm not going to enjoy that weekend. So I said, listen, I know you just came an hour to get here, but I think it's better that you go home right now because you'll be better off alone on this one. So then I turn the moped around and we go, and then she starts to cry. Right. And then I park the fucking moped and we hold each other for the hour. Right. And we just connect. And then it was just a beautiful weekend. Oh. And, and oh, that's really and, touches my heart. Yeah. But I don't know. Well, I mean, one could say what a dick you are to turn around. Right. But, but my point was, was that I didn't, I didn't want her to fall in the loop where then I'm the one who has to listen to it without her acknowledging there's more going on here. And, and, right. and I think, it evolved in time. It was a long time ago in my own development. But the whole thing is, is that I have, and you would say the bitter woman, we go back to that one, because that's a good stereotype to take. How much is the individual that has trauma, allowing themselves to connect with that invulnerability with you? Mm. Right, right, right. With you or whoever the partner is. And, and for me, that's the journey that you take together. And there, then you're not talking about is it this the the bitter woman or the this that or the other thing and and I just find that to be a cleaner way of looking at life. Yes, uh, I just love you right now. Yeah, yeah, me too. Thank you for that. Thank you for that. Um, I'm going to take that advice. Actually, I, I think that if I do present maybe with with more vulnerability, I, then yeah. I think this podcast we should we should put a, a charge on it when people watch it because now this is like a, a workshop. <laughs> so right. um, I, I like we've been talking about men a lot, and th- there is a, a, I do want to come back to what you said about this wounded women. I know I know quite a few conscious women in my life who are dear friends of mine. I love them, and then I see that they're very clear. They're not going to attract the weird man anymore like mm-hmm. and then <laughs> they meet a guy and the guy i'm already f- tuning into like oh fuck here we go again oh. mm-hmm. and i'm like okay so i'm not i'm not i'm going to call this individual 
Samantha. Samantha, I feel really confused, my love, because up until now, you've been telling me what you're desiring. And I'm when I look at this guy, I'm I'm telling you right now, like it's completely contradicting what you want to invite into your life. So mm-hmm. what am I missing here? And she's like, I really need to have sex. <laughs> oh, and I'm like, okay, great. If that's the intention, great. Right. So she right. goes into it. Two weeks later, um, she starts um, pulling back again. She's had her sex. And then she starts blaming the guy because she's taken away the sex. And so he's like, does that mean I can have sex with other women? And then she's calling. <laughs> right, so, right, right. So, so it becomes a bit of a power game. Mm-hmm. And then she calls me and starts, why are men always like this? And I'm like, no, 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 no. you don't mm-hmm. get to do this now. Like, mm-hmm. what was your, in, what was the foundation of going into it? Mm-hmm. And, and in my body, found, like intention is so key into anything. Like you can never go back now and blame that guy because that's what he wanted to begin with. That's what you guys came together for. Yeah. Yes. If, if you had held back, filled into it and, and just, being your feminine and just see to what degree you want this man to be inside you. Mm-hmm. Like if he gets you pregnant, is this the father of your child? Like, fuck no. Right, right, right. Mm. And so, that's a good point. That's a really good point, actually. So I, I, I see, I don't want to say it's, it's, I don't want to take away from the title of the, of the show, but I think to answer your question, which Andy said, we don't really answer is, we will keep attracting bullshit as long as we're not clear with what we want and don't. And oh, if we amen. come from scarcity, yes, and scarcity, yeah, then we're just going to fuck everything that moves. Yes, yes, amen. In the words of Andy. Yeah. <laughs> now, how do you not operate from scarcity when there, when you're? How would you recommend somebody in my situation where there aren't that many men my age in the conscious communities? Um. That has been my experience. How do you how do you not operate from some scarcity? It's not codependent. I don't think it's clingy. I, I'm a big proponent of I need a man. You bet your ass I need a man. I'm a woman. I'm a grown woman. I have connection is really important to me. Oh. So intimacy. And and I'm not ashamed of that. So let me just on- just to share with codependency what I how I see it is I need you to give me something that I can't give myself. Right. And when I say that thing I can't give myself, there are things that we long for and that in the connection with another, that's how we get it. But what I also see is that I need things that I, like I can look at all of my early relationships. I give you a prime example. I went for weak women that could not survive in my idea. And I thought that I could take care of them. And I could nurture them, and, and they I would could never leave heal him. them. Right, exactly. And th- and then what would happen? No, that wasn't it. Oh, I didn't feel that way. I don't think. But I'll tell you what I felt when I started to then try to help them, and they wouldn't receive the help, or they wouldn't change. And then other men would sense that softness and maybe the uh, insecurity of that woman, and then feed off it. I would become aggressively sort of protective because all of a sudden. It's like, I'm trying to give you the thing and you're not receiving it. And I see other men sort of feeling off the same thing that made me attracted to you. I see the other men getting attracted to you for that same reason, the damsel in distress thing. Totally. And, and then I'd become resentful of them for the same reason that I fell in love with them. 
Good I think we need to go to men's group. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do you know what? That's, that's deep. Yeah. But don't you see that? I mean, that was the that that's, that's the pattern a, a lot of men have. And yeah. And uh, and and I guess I was going there because we had a, a topic that I wanted to use that as an example for, but I, I, I can't need even. Versus need. Yeah. And so what I saw was that I would I needed to fix another person for because I wasn't full in myself, and that's where I'm pointing at. The codependency was I was looking for people I could fix because I couldn't fix myself. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't yeah. need to fix Ronnie at all. That's my point. She, she, Ronnie is independent. I'm independent. I my life would be some comes very meaningless without Ronnie. It would be very hard for me to live. I wouldn't call myself codependent on Ronnie. I would say that my life has meaning because of her. And that's the thing that gives everything I do, makes it special. It makes me get excited to get up in the morning. And so I wanted to make sure to acknowledge on your part, I'm not saying get over relationships. What I'm saying is don't go to the relationship because you can't give yourself the thing that you think the other person can give you. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think that's, really important to mention. Yeah. I, I, I yeah. do. I, I, I do think I, I'm, I'm really adamant and say, I need a, you know, I, I put it so simply just because I think so many women are scared to say that because they <laughs> don't want to appear codependent and they don't want to appear na- needy. And so, you know, they say, Oh, I'm fine. I'm independent. I'm fine by myself. Wow. And you're like, really? See, I wouldn't, I wouldn't believe that. That that's funny. You say that because it says the kind of groups we hang out with. Mm-hmm. Because oh, right. what I'm, what I'm hearing you say, and I can hear that, is like, I don't need men. I don't need a relationship. You know, when when actually you're not embracing that part of yourself as well. Right. Right. Wow. And it's, it, to be honest, it's actually disheartening for me to see women, see a lot of women out there saying that you know, priding themselves on their independence. Yeah. Yeah. When in fact it's uh, this guy, it's it's independence disguises fear. It, disappointment. It's fear even, yeah. disguised as Disapp- independence. Yeah, yeah, big time. Wow. Yeah. Well, Don, we've gone way over, but I always yeah. feel like uh, we could spend another hour on these topics for sure. But yeah. every month we're going to have a new a show. New show with Don, with who she's triggered last. <laughs> she disappeared. I don't think she intended to do that. Do you think she intended to do that? She just disappeared. I think she said, fuck you, fat guy. <laughs> I would love that. Nothing more. It's a wonderful chaos. We like it down.